Hi everyone, Dayton here. Thank you very much for tuning in today to listen to the conversation topic about how to move from being an individual contributor to a manager of product managers or to a product leadership role. When I tell a lot of people that I'm a product manager, they struggle to understand what is it that I do, what does that mean and what the journey looks like. More difficult for people to understand is once you're in, what does it take to rise up the ranks? So I thought it's worthy to bring in an industry colleague to share a bit about our experience on what it takes to actually transition from being an individual contributor within the product management team and rising up as a product leader. And today we're going to be having Chantal Donasson-Foyer, who works as a lead product manager at Ubisoft in France and she's going to be sharing her journey with us, some of the challenges, some things she wish she knew before she got into product leadership role and how anyone aspiring to rise up in the ranks might need to take note of as you journey through your career. So thank you once again for tuning in and let's go into the conversation with Chantal. Hello Chantal and thank you for taking the time to speak with us today. Um, just for a, a bit of uh, context into what we're going to be speaking about today. We're going to be speaking about the move from an individual contributor on a product team to a manager of product manager or a product lead um, role. Before I go into the rambling, I'll just allow Chantal to introduce herself. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, thanks very much and thanks for having me uh, here today. So yeah, I'm a lead product manager in the knowledge management team um, at Ubisoft. So we build a whole bunch of products that help our teams share knowledge, uh, find information, and also get learning um, through through different tools. So, so that's what I do. Okay, cool. So currently, where are you in your product management career journey? Yeah, Just yeah, for yeah context. absolutely. So um, without giving you all the all my CV, I, I would say I've, I was working as a, um, as an individual co contributor for about five years, and then for the last about two and a half years, I've been managing um, product managers or product management like or their teams. Um, but and not just as a line manager of uh, PMs, but also having a responsibility over the overall product vision. So, um, and now I, I work, uh, so to give you context of what I'm doing now is I work in a sort of business division uh, in, in, an, in, in a company where I'm working on internal products. So I, and which means I don't have a more senior product person I report to. I report to the director of the business unit. Um, so, so yeah, so I'm having to define product management within within where I work basically. Ah, nice. Nice to have you on Savvy Within. So the goal of this conversation really is to provide some insights and um, understanding for people who work within product teams as either associate product managers or beginner product managers, also mid-level product managers, to provide some insight into what it really involves into taking on a product lead role. You've had some experience, so it would be good to hear from you. So we'll just dive into the conversations with a couple of questions that people are curious about. And then I think that will do it for the conversation. So the first thing we'd like to know is really what is the product management role about? Who is a product manager and what do they do? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I think uh, there's a lot of people out there who have definitions about what product managers do. Yeah. My, uh, my, my most important uh, 
kind of understanding of the roles are two things. Firstly, that uh, they focus on clarity and making sure everyone has an understanding of what we're doing, where we're going and why we're doing the things we're doing, why we're building. And, um, and the second thing is to be focused on value. So making sure we're always working on the most valuable thing. Um, well, those things might seem a little bit um, theoretical. Uh, practically, what that means is working with, obviously, a multidisciplinary team um, to build yeah. a product. Uh, but our role is really about making sure there's a clear understanding and ensuring that we're working on the most valuable thing. Absolutely. So you do that within the knowledge management um, field in a gaming industry. Correct. Right. Yes. Correct. So in your experience, what would you say is the typical journey of a product manager or someone in product management from once they get into it, what does the journey or the path looks, look like for anyone? Yeah, I think um, career paths for product managers have really evolved over the last uh, 10 years or maybe a bit more. I think it yeah, used to be a, yeah, a career where just people randomly uh, ended up in this, in this job and there wasn't yeah. really a way in. Uh, people came from technical disciplines or design disciplines, often uh, had experience working, basically. Um, but more and more, we're seeing people who are starting to work in product uh, from the start of their career. So it's their first job working as a as a junior PM or mm-hmm. doing internships. And that's really great to see because they're really coming into it um, with the craft and potentially don't have to unlearn certain things that maybe they did as a, as a technical person, as a designer and relearning what the product manager does on a team. So um, it creates a kind of a new group of people going into the discipline. And then, yeah, in terms of um, like what that looks like once you're in the role, I think um, there's a number of years that you tend to work as an individual contributor. And some people um, really love doing that. And I think there's uh, there's a real benefit in working on product teams and building things. And a lot of people go on you know, working for a very long time in an individual contributor role, but on more, more and more complex products, for example. Um, but the, the other route that you can take is going into a more of a management role where you start managing other product managers that could be junior people at the beginning, but also then taking responsibilities over uh, overall product vision and also collaboration with other teams, maybe how you set up the teams and managing budgets. So, so taking much more managerial um, responsibilities on top of kind of the product discipline. Uh, though it's important that obviously you come from that product background and understand what, what your teams are doing on the ground. Absolutely, absolutely. So as, a, as a, an individual contributor or once you get in, it's more about focusing on a particular problem for your customer and ensuring that what has been defined as the vision or the strategy is rightly executed with inputs from your customer, from the executive, and also from your engineering team. But as you transition, it now becomes managing vision and aligning what other product managers are doing and what is more value producing for an organization. That's right. And uh, uh, I mean, and in the day-to-day, you often realize it's also being that po- person who has a view of what what is going on in all the different teams. Uh, mm-hmm. Ideally, you know, we want the teams to be sharing knowledge really effectively, going to each other's demos, really understanding what's going on, reading release notes. But we know that in practice, uh, you know, there's... <laughs> it doesn't happen. It <laughs> doesn't always happen. And uh, yeah. a lot of the time you being the person who's like, oh, have you thought about talking to so-and-so? They're doing something similar. And often you're kind mm-hmm. of a, a broker as well between teams because you, you pick up on things that are happening elsewhere and you're just making sure that these connections happen. And 
um, that usually you know, it's, it's also quite a little bit of value that you, you add as the person who's kind of got, got a transversal view of what's, what's going on. Uh, makes sense. Cool, cool. So now, why are we having this conversation? Why might this transition be difficult for some people? Why is it that some people get into the product management um, field and it's difficult to move up or to become leaders or to even carry out those duties very well? Why is it a problem here? I mean, um, I mean, I think that there's there's several things here, right? I mean, firstly. You know, you, you need a bit of experience to get into into a role where you can manage other people because you you need to really know your craft and being able to to lead other people. So, firstly, you know, you need some time to get there, and also by definition, there's going to be fewer roles available. So sometimes it's simply a you know an availability um, issue that you you struggle to get into that next role. But in terms of kind of accessing these roles, also the the product. I, I originally thought that as a product manager, you know, because of the work that you naturally do in managing multidisciplinary teams and kind of understand how to manage group dynamics, how to motivate people and all of these things, like, you know, you're like, well, I'm a manager because I manage a team. So uh, even though it's a product team, right? So, so I have these notions. So when I go to becoming a manager, I should be really good at this, right? Because I'm yeah. doing this. <laughs> But turns out that's that's not quite how it works. Is that the and, case? And and you actually, you know, there, there's there's things you need to learn in terms of what does um, supporting other product managers mean. Like what you need to really think about, um, you know, giving them sufficient space to to solve their problems. Because as a product manager, you tend to go and want to jump into the detail, and you won't be able to do that anymore as a as a product uh, like a manager of product managers, basically. So. Like all these things, I think there, there's there's definitely uh, specific skills that come with managing product managers. Something I definitely mm-hmm. didn't appreciate before coming into the role, um, mm-hmm. and and definitely things you can also learn, uh, like while while you're in in this role, and things you can you know, learn by doing um, and through training that's available. Uh, but I think it's also something you can, to an extent, prepare for while you're working as an in, as an individual contributor. Contributor. Oh, okay. I'm going into a couple of those things you've learned in a, in a few minutes, but I, 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 you know, relate with what you're saying. There's the part of managing other people to do their stuff or helping other people to get their work done in line with what you would want the organization to do or the direction that the organization wants to go to. And it might be tempting to get the stuff done yourself because you used to be that person. Mm. You used to be the person that does, you know, the team management and things like that. But now, um, I recall telling a couple of friends this morning that it's quite difficult to actually guide people in the right direction and leave things and, you know, let things run their natural course, which is, it's, it's not easy. Um, especially when it comes to, oh, you're managing products that are supposed to generate revenue. Your team, you know, customers are moving on to other alternatives. So how do you guide other people to do the right thing and not do it yourself? I mean, it's there. There is no perfect answer to this. I would say, um, and I think also we all do it in our own individual right, ways, right? In terms of how how do we how do we get uh, a person to, you know, do do the right things? And I think in this also it's important to differentiate what what it would be like on a product team. You know, where you're saying, um, you know, we're working on this problem. The design team will just get on with it, and they know their craft. But in this case, when you're managing a product manager, it can be the case that they don't quite know their craft yet right so they could be quite junior and you have to guide them and there's a level of where you have to 
like to an extent show them how it's done and they need to be able to see you know what what do you actually expect from them and uh, you know as they mature you're probably just uh becoming more of a coach so so there's a whole range of really understand uh, like uh, you first have to understand um like w- where your product manager is at what like what skills they have what gaps they have to understand how you can help them achieve their goals um because yeah someone junior you might have to show them you might have to um, explain exactly what you need them to do so that they can replicate it later on. With someone senior, you would never be doing this. You would just, you know, talk, help them talk through their problems and really be acting as a coach. So, so the kind of skills you have to do as a manager really, really vary from from the type of person you're managing as well. Um, but the, the key ingredient for sure uh, for any kind of management is definitely patience. And um you know, learning to accept that um, people on your team might not move at the speed that um, that you would, or that uh, you you kind of expect someone to, and you have to learn to to work at their speed and help them improve and really focus on the long picture and not the, just the next achievement in a week, but making sure you're thinking, okay, what does that evolution look like long term? Because yes, you can get result quickly by jumping in and just doing the thing for them, but you're you know you're demotivating them and they're learning nothing in the process so yeah kind of weighing out the the long-term benefit and the immediate cost um yeah uh, is 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 always a, a a tough call and sometimes can you know yeah sometimes you might get it get it right sometimes not um uh, but i think as you develop also as a manager you you become better at spotting how best to support someone in these in these scenarios Ah, makes sense. So now let's get into the nitty-gritty, the practical things. So what would you say are some specific practical things that a product manager does versus, you know, things that a product lead or a manager of product manager does? So what, what are those bucket of items that they do? Well, I think that, you know, from looking from far away, the... The day-to-day might look might not look so different because you spend all your time in meetings, uh, meeting different people of different disciplines, and just trying to get clarity and making sure you're focusing on value. So really, you're just doing at a theoretical level very similar things, but um, where a product manager will be mainly interacting um, with their with their team, uh, with their uh, so like your your devs, your designers, your QA people, and just making sure that the the products kind of keep the product development cycle keeps going that you're moving towards the right place and being in ceremonies and all this it's a fairly regimented i think activity that you're in when you're as a product manager but as a as a manager of product managers that that routine uh, tends to change quite significantly i mean unless you're an organization that's extremely structured uh, it's probably the case that you just end up in lots of meetings and you're having to manage uh, your own your own time quite um in, in, in quite a how do you say, like, uh, you end up having to manage your time, um, like yourself and uh, ensuring that uh, you, you you have enough time to, to do the actions uh, you need to do. So, and that can, and so, so what does that really mean? Um, I mean, that's one, making sure you're catching up with, you, with, your, with your team. So having one-to-ones, um, talking about performance, talking about their learning and development, talking about issues that they're facing, all of those things. Um, then there's um, an element in terms of thinking about the the product strategy at, at a like larger level, um, 
thinking competitors, meeting, like understanding where's the market going one year, two years from now, maybe more, depending on kind of what structure you're in, you know, you might be expected to think very long term, maybe not, maybe, you know, it's, it's decided at a level like higher above you and, and there's nothing you can do, but um, you, you're probably going to be thinking much longer term than your product managers will. will. Um, so, so there's an element of, you know, making sure you have that time to think strategically. And then the third thing, which I mean, for me, um, especially at the moment, takes quite a bit of time, which is in terms of just um, defining the ways of working, uh, negotiating with other teams, uh, thinking about uh, what kind of people are going to be on the different product teams, ensuring we have the right design uh, designers or the types of designers, the right developers. The, I mean, it's, it's that whole like just yeah, have, having the right teams in the right place, and uh, and ensuring yeah that that just the that the space um, that the product managers operate is is there, and that it's it's the right kind of space, and that they they can really focus on their activity and don't get don't have to um, kind of advocate to get a, a new a new person in their team that you take on that charge and make sure they have all the all the tools at their disposal. So. Um, so yeah, so and that, I mean, depending on how how organized you organize or how structured your organization is, that might be managed already by someone else, or that uh, often falls within um, sort of lead product role because yeah, someone's got to make sure we have all the right people in the right places. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes that that makes sense. That helps. Uh, I think just leaning on what you said, um, there are two aspects of what a product lead does that I think contributes in a significant way in terms of market research, where is the future of our industry? What is the future of our organization with respect to how we deliver value? And then also managing your product managers. So that's also has to do with managing how innovation is captured within an organization, right? Because your engineering team, your customer facing teams, they may have ideas about, oh, these are the nice things we should be doing, right? But then your product managers are focused on, well, this is what we've said to do for this year. If it's outside of this year, maybe we should be talking at a later time. But as a product lead, you should have eyes on those other sources of input into where we should be going so that you can manage the process by which innovation is captured and you know, flows through the organization to say, okay, it's okay that we're not trying to deliver this value right now, but can we maybe do a quick prototype, test it if the market likes it, and then come back with feedback for us to do in the next one or two years or something like that. So that's also like a significant, but I didn't really know before was one thing that product leaders or product leads do, just managing the processes around how innovation is captured within the organization. Absolutely. And, uh, and I think that's, um, yeah, when you, when you just work on your product, this, this kind of stuff just falls between the cracks. Like, oh yeah, we'd love to do this one day, but right now we've got this yeah, but, yeah. They're so focus on the customer's immediate problems. They might, yeah, kind of never, um, yeah, never prioritize it to the same extent. And ideally you kind of want, um, like you, you don't want all your product managers to be working on a live uh, product. You, you want a mix, right? Of sure. a lot of some of your team working on, you know, just um, kind of keeping things going, improving features on the products that you've already got. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, you need to have other teams thinking about new things and uh, and mm-hmm. kind of and that doesn't have to always be the same team either, right? You don't want. I, I'm not a big fan of having like an R and D or kind of innovation team because. 
it it just means that you know it, it stays really within that bubble but having regular cycles of discoveries alphas and betas uh in, in mm-hmm. each of the teams, like where possible. Um, and ideally, you don't want to be in discovery in each of the teams at the same time. Um, but yeah, kind of having that um, kind of a this kind of ebb and flow um, around these. Um, but it's, yeah, I mean, this is always a big negotiation as well, right? Because when you have customers breathing down your neck, you might uh, struggle to, to um, yeah, to argue for something. But uh, yeah, I think that's all part of the fun as well of trying to define what, what that long-term strategy looks like. Yeah. Okay, cool. That makes sense. So what are some organization level processes and practices that I, if I was someone looking to transition into a product lead role, might need to be aware of that could potentially make my transition seamless and my work easier once I do this? I mean, the, the biggest thing uh, that you can do is really understanding your organization and understanding stakeholders and under, and their motivations and their objectives and their goals. And I know you you will be doing that to an extent as in uh, like if you're working on a product, but you need to do that, you know, ramp that up even more to really understand the way the business works and the way uh, like the all the like the objectives of all the different teams. And because this will give you the bigger picture and the ability to negotiate for things without knowing that you're kind of stepping into the unknown and you're like, oh, well, I think this is a great idea, but now I'm having to convince everyone. But by really understanding your context, this is, um, um, you know, this is going to be the the one thing that's going to help you is, uh, you know, and building, I mean, and what comes with this is building that network a network of people that you can rely on you can already build a lot of credibility by just you know having those relationships with people uh, and so that it just becomes kind of normal and okay when you move to a more senior role they're like oh yeah well you know we, we trusted them they already have this big network and and something also you can show at at an interview stage if you're having to interview for that role so oh, so is there anything that you wish you knew before transitioning into a product lead role that now you think about you're like eh, yeah that could have saved me some time and, and emotional stress <laughs> i mean um the thing i before i sorry when when i started working as a manager of product managers i i kind of had this idea that this is going to be easy because as a product manager you're already managing teams right you already you already know how to or you know organize their work you know how to motivate them you you know you've learned all these like great interpersonal skills like you're awesome you should be the best manager in the world like um and, uh, and i mean uh, i realized that wasn't quite the case uh what, um but i think it's good it's good you know you you live and you learn um because there, there is there are other skills that actually come come with managing product managers and line managing someone looking after their development and also coaching someone in your discipline like in your product craft um not being able to to jump in and uh, do it yourself uh, like requires a whole bunch of other skills that you might not hone as much as 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 just a product manager so so i think i i wish i had kind of had a bit more humility going into this role and and thought actually um you know i should i should uh, really focus on learning more about how to motivate people, how to how to bring them along, and it's something I've done since, and I'm super grateful for for the training I've had since. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I, I was I was quite naive coming into the role, um, and uh, but it's also been a great journey, right? It's uh, I, I've I've managed really great product managers, and I was lucky enough to manage. 
um, some more experienced product managers at the start. So actually it was um, a lot easier in that sense that I didn't have to help them understand what a product manager does. It was quite, quite straightforward. Um, and I think there, there's, there's a difference if you're managing or junior product managers where you're having to uh, being a, be a lot more present and being having a much stronger vision about what you think product management is. Yeah, because the worst thing you would have is the product lead being confused, as confused as oh, yeah. <laughs> junior product managers themselves. Like you're the one they need to seek clarity about vision, direction, decisions from. So while there's the place of uh, you know, enabling them and driving them to come to their own conclusions themselves. You should also have enough information to be able to like call them to order out, you know, put them in the right direction if they seem to be going yeah. the other way. So yeah, I think that's quite significant. I think you're you're right there, and it's it's really about uh, having a really strong vision about what product management is, and um, you know, because because if you don't have that, if you don't really think about what the craft is and why we do certain things, if you've just gone through the motions because that's just how things work, unless your company has a strong idea about what product management is and puts those out and you know, most tech companies will have some level of that, but not everyone does. In my situation, we don't have a, a, like a, a, a rule of this is what a product management do, a product manager does. This is what they don't do. Like that doesn't exist. And you, you're having to, yeah, kind of make that clear and sure everyone understands. And because also that differs from company to company, right? Um, newcomer, people who come from other places might not understand. So yeah, being you have to be quite sure about what what you think product management is, and being able to explain mm-hmm. that really well. That's that's so true. That's so true. One thing that I also find very funny is that when, as a product manager, sometimes you get emotionally attached to the aspect of the product that you're managing or the problem that you are solving or managing. So you get emotionally attached because that's what you do on a daily basis. This problem has kind of become your baby (laughs) right and then so it's hard for you to like take a step back every once in a while especially maybe when you're working in an organization of course that has maybe multiple product managers or you you have different categories of customers or groups of users or different internal stakeholders it's very difficult for you to detach from that problem that you you've defined, you've tested, and you know that it's the best thing since sliced bread. It's very difficult for you to detach when things go south. So I, I think that a product lead also helps with helping you to say, wait, lean back a bit. Um, and they are able to also spot emotional attachments like, okay, this person is quite attached to this problem and they're not seeing the full picture let me help here you know conflicts arise even between product managers and then oh you're not prioritizing my stuff oh mine should take more of the time and things like that and then the product lead also helps to like you said vision but then put everything in perspective and say you know even if you don't have your way right now it's not the end of the world you can still achieve the results that you want to achieve if things get delayed and things like that that is very crucial and essential because like that emotional attachment i can't even like i can't sometimes even you yourself have to think and say why am i this bothered by this thing when things go wrong but then you probably just need someone to talk to to say i really can't get myself out of this feeling can you help to just put things in perspective for me that's very crucial for yeah i think i think that's very true and um 
I think also in the conversations that you have with with the, with your PMs, uh, it's about asking those questions like, oh, but why is that? Why would that be so bad? And you know, after asking from a quite quite a naive point of view, you know, you don't have to be like, oh, I know everything, and I know, I know, I I know this isn't as bad as as you think it is. You know, you just, you know, you have to come a bit more like, okay, like, well, tell me more about this problem. What what's the worst that can happen, and all of this and and a lot of the times, yeah, they can they can they can kind of get themselves out of that um, kind of rut and out of the the emotional attachment quite quite easily themselves. But yeah, I think sometimes just take someone else to just have that conversation with and be like, "Jesus, isn't so bad." And yeah, I mean, uh, no one's going to die if uh, you know this feature doesn't get released this month. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> like, yeah, that's cool. Like, it isn't so bad. Or, this is a blessing in disguise, right? Like, I've been talking about it from this direction. You just might actually work well in your favor because, with respect to what the vision says, this is actually a good place for you to be. So, think about it. Yeah, that helps. So, if I would want to transition from an, from being an individual contributor on my product team, into being a manager of product managers. What might I be trading off? And this time around, I think I'm very curious about the seemingly great things about being a product manager that I might be trading off and maybe difficult to let go of when you're transitioning to a product leadership role. Well, I, what are those things? I think mainly it's the, you know, the, the joy and satisfaction you feel when something gets shipped and um, you know, feeling that you've had a real hand in making that happen um i think you know already as a product manager you're not a doer uh, your 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 team already does the job and they're they're actually you know coding designing testing and and you're just orchestrating all that to happen but of course you said you feel a huge sense of pride when a big feature gets shipped a customer comes back and is you know satisfied or you know you see user feedback and it's really good you know all that's all that pride you know i think that's what helps us also, you know, stay motivated every day because you, you know, you wanting to solve those problems and seeing those problems solved, you know, it just gives you so much satisfaction. Um, and that's definitely what you're giving up. And um, you know, and and you know, you you'll still feel a sort of removed sense of pride, you know, when your teams achieve that. But uh, you you you're not gonna, you know, be able to point exactly what you did and that made that happen. And a lot of the efforts and the work that you do is is much more longer term. It's much more less obvious. You know, it's it, you get a sense that you know the the value you bring is good, but it's not like hey, I shipped this thing, um, and um, and you're having to be okay with you know not not having that immediate gratification that you might get when you're working specifically on a product. Um, I mean, and I think yeah. also you know the the other thing and. Um, I feel like sometimes I th- I'd like to be honest about these things, but within product teams, um, we we like to have a really good way of uh, communicating, speaking candidly, you know, having continuous uh, improvements around how we work, you know, using retrospectives to make making sure that we have an open environment where people can just progress, be honest, and just do good work, right? The yeah. more you kind of explore the the world of middle management inside companies, you find that that's not always the case. And um, you know, in some places, uh, you know, you, you might not have as much politics, but politics is definitely a big part of what you're going to have a lot more sure. of. And um, the kind of lovely world of product teams where everyone gets along and 
people share pizzas, you might not have as much of that if you <laughs> into a role that where you're managing teams. Uh, I'm not saying you're not having that at all. Yeah. We just, uh, I think he, you're also having lots of difficult conversations and lots of negotiations and, and other things. And uh, I think it's, it needs to be said, right? It, it is a reality that uh, you're going to have to confront. And uh, but yeah, I think uh, you know, yeah, there's yeah, also great that's things to <laughs> yeah that's true that's so real like the tendency for not being like people not being able to attribute specific you know things to what you did like oh we're able to ship this feature because this person did this no you, yeah i think that's so real and and you know what happens i find that a lot of product leads actually do fear that um that situation and they they actually have a leg in and a leg out right so they don't enable their product managers enough to be able to run the show and do their stuff because it's like this was what i used to do before i used to take credits when things were shipped i used to be the one to update the release notes people used to hear from me about the stuff you know people used to i I used to be the first person people reach out to when you want to figure out have we shipped this feature what version is there and now suddenly somebody else knows about the product (laughs) a bit more than i do so true yes yes but you know and this situation can be quite different if you're in a lead role where you used to be a product manager Versus if you step into a different company. So I've had both cases. I think in the first instance, I used to work directly on on the thing. And then I moved up into, essentially, I was the only one. And then I eventually hired a team. Um, And so so I hired the team and then had to kind of let go. And, you know, that was a process. Uh, There was so much more going going around. It was was easy in that sense because there was just too much to do. And you're kind of forced by necessity. Uh, But I could see the difference now when I joined a team as a lead product manager where I've got six product managers in my team. And I just don't know anything about their products. I don't know anything about the users. And from day one, I'm having to be like, well, you know more about this than I do. And it's it's a lot easier not to step in because, you know, they know their stuff better. And and that's quite, and, and it was a lot easier, I think, in that case, um, not, you know, refraining yourself and checking in that you're not just you know, trying to solve their problems for them. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's really, like, and that's a bias anyone needs to be aware of. Like, you know, some people are not even aware that they are hampering their teams from being productive and being independent just because they have their hands on some of those responsibilities. They are not, and also some organizations make it difficult because they do not have things to really aspire to in leadership roles because some organizations maybe the product leadership role doesn't have as much all-encompassing responsibilities that make someone, you know, let go of some of the things they were doing and say, I have bigger fish to fry. Do you understand? Because sometimes it's what you're looking forward to that makes you realize that this is beyond me. I've done this for X, Y, Z number of years. I don't need to hold on to these responsibilities anymore. Let them do their thing. If they need help, they can have me to set the direction and set the vision, but I'm chasing something else. So some organizations are also like that where product leaders do not have so much within their portfolio, especially when maybe there is a director of sales, director of marketing, director of technology, like all the things that are really 
eye up there for somebody else to do for you to do somebody so other people have taken the responsibilities yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that and makes the, it difficult too and also i think it i, I totally agree with you and the the I would add as well that they that sometimes this comes from a completely good intention that you're wanting to help the team or you're wanting to help a product manager and what they're doing. Uh, I think uh, you know while you might have a really good relationship with PMs that you manage, you might not realize like how they perceive your presence. You just think, oh hey, we're all friends, we're all colleagues. We you know like yeah, we have a hierarchy, but we're we're really a flat organization. We all chill with each other, but. Um, but you know they you, like they can still perceive you as their boss, and some people might be okay about it, and others won't. And I think you know it re- it really depends on on personalities as well. But just having you in the room will completely shift, or can completely shift um, their like how they how they lead a meeting or how how co- how confident they feel. So you know you, you need to be aware of that. You know you you're not just a random person to them. You you have a certain significance. You probably have some responsibility over their you know performance reviews, their um like their pay and you know whether they still have jobs or you know just being in a meeting. You know that like all that doesn't go away if you're just in a room. Um, uh, especially if you're quite new or if they're quite new. You know that like you really having to to build that trust before you you can you can have like a, a conversation where I think you both feel comfortable enough uh, to challenge each other and those kind of things that's a bias and that's something you need to be aware of like even if you're chummy chummy <laughs> with people on your product management team there's still that presence that you have that still makes them have to rethink what they're saying make sure they're doing the right thing and you need to be really aware of it that's true. Now, what should I be doing in my current product manager role if I am looking to transition into a product leadership role? What are the significant things? Maybe a few that you know has, has helped you in your role that you think somebody else can, yeah, can so learn I, from. I mean, I think there's a couple of things that you can do. Um, in terms of simply management and coaching skills, obviously the work that you do within your team is goes goes some part along the way of of building that capability Uh, but i think also seeking out opportunities to mentor younger pms or people seeking to go into into the discipline i think you know practicing that uh, you know being being someone who just listens who doesn't try and intervene who you know gives suggestions all of that like and and i think it also shows that you have an interest in helping other people develop and those kind of things so it both builds your skills but also builds your case in a, in case of an interview right so i think it's it's always important to have both in mind mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so yeah so kind of seeking opportunities to mentor and to to coach others is is definitely a good step um the second thing i would say is yeah, yeah i mean taking more responsibility in terms of stakeholder management uh, within your products, you know, being quite aware of how much time you spend specifically within your product team versus, um, yeah, with kind of the rest of the organization or customers or those kind of things. Because, yeah, in a lead role, you're you're spending much more time um, with, uh, yeah, the rest of the organization. So practicing those stakeholder management skills, um, really like bringing them along and uh, going to customer meetings, um, you know, building those relationships, all of that can help also build your case. Um, and then related to that, the third thing I would say is in terms of really understanding the organization is understanding how the organization functions, what each business unit does. I mean, specifically the ones that product interacts with, but whether it's marketing, sales, um, 
whether that's uh, like the support team, how exactly they're structured, uh, you know, all the also informal power structures that exist within an organization. Because, you know, you have the or, or, like official organigram and then there's the how things actually get done. And it's knowing that how actually things get done is really what's important, but nobody will tell you that. And you just have to discover it for yourself. And I think like learning how the organization ticks will also put you in a really good or, good place to be able to negotiate things um, when you step into a lead role and to, to be able to push for initiatives and also seeing opportunities for collaboration and all those things. So really building that network and that understanding of the company uh, or like wherever you work um, is, is going to be really, really important and, and helpful in, in helping you succeed further down the line, but also building your case, like as I said, at the, at the interview stage. So I, I know that it might be quite easy if I am transitioning within my current role as a product manager into a product leadership role within the same organization. But you know that there are a couple of people that, you know, they are probably currently practicing as product managers and they see an opening within another organization for a product leadership role. And they're like, mm, yeah, I, I, I like some of that for myself <laughs> in another organization. So would what would you advise for someone who is vying for a product leadership role in another organization? Because in your organization, you can easily understand the power also and the politics that play. You can easily ask like, hey, can I be added to this meeting with this client? I just want to get be a fly on the wall to get some insight into what their problems are and how you guys are going to journey about solving that problem. You know, you can easily make those requests in your current organization. But if I see a role, within another organization and I feel like I'm capable even though I have not really really held that title before how would you advise I, I that I go really about it question and I'd be really curious to see what uh, like recruitment professionals say about this in my personal opinion so this is definitely my personal opinion and not based on data but I feel it is easier to move up in in a role within your organization than it is to do it outside because it's going to be really hard to um, to really explain that you have the skills uh, to be a leader, or like to be a uh, to be managing other people, if you haven't done it before in your current role. Uh, whereas in an or within an organization, people are much more willing to give you a shot, uh, like and to um, you know to to allow you to just try something out because they they're invested in your development, they want you to stay, they you know they like, they've invested in you already, so um, you know they they they'd be more likely to promote someone who's got less experience but just to promote someone internal who already knows how things work and has already demonstrated really great things so i mean it's a very long shot trying to go from say you're a product manager to going to a lead product manager in a different organization you might be lucky and maybe they're just looking for i don't know like someone who's not got that much experience um However, I would say, you know, you might be also in a situation where there isn't really somewhere to go, you know, um, in some places, uh, you know, most tech job markets, you know, things move quite a lot and people move on to jobs, but that's not the case for everyone. And you might feel stuck because there isn't really anywhere for you to go, you know, like there's your boss and that's it. And if they don't go, like there's no way you can be promoted. Right. Um, and um, so that, that in that case, I would recommend looking for roles where, you know, you do get more responsibility and there is an opportunity to move up later on uh, and and to be very clear about that in the interview process and say, you know, this is my aspirations and will this be possible within that role? And in that case, I would also say, you know, looking for organizations where there's 
much uh, a much bigger population of product managers, right? Because you know there's going to be opportunities coming up all the time. If you're going into a small, you know, a smaller organization, that that might be a lot harder to do or, um, in the short short to medium term. Um, so so yeah, so kind of thinking strategically about what what kind of organizations you apply for, that can also really help you. Um, and then I would say uh, end with an organization. The other option that exists, sorry, I forgot to mention that, is uh, a sort of secondment or opportunities to kind of act as, um, you know, when someone, I don't know, it goes, goes on parental leave or, uh, you know, or there's a gap in recruitment, uh, there's often opportunities to act as a role. And that might not assure you that you get get it afterwards, but it gives you the opportunity to also practice that role for a while. And yeah, those are opportunities to really look out for because it's it's a, it's a real great you know step into into getting getting the role like permanently. Like I never really thought of that last point you made. Like you could easily ask within your organization, like, hey, this person is away for like three months or six months or whatever. Can I fill in, learn from them just before they leave and fill in while they are away? So that at least that already gives, like, I'm not asking for a pay raise or anything. I just want to experience the role. Uh, and you get a free slot on your resume of that experience automatically without anything. I think that's really, really crucial. And a lot of people hardly do that. And <laughs> thinking about it, a lot of people don't really consider that, like, Again, organizations might also be really like, oh, no, nah, don't worry, we'll just have a replacement in the time being. But I'm sure if you have those kind of conversations, yeah. you could really get something out yeah, of yeah. it. That's, that's so Absolutely. crucial. That's so crucial. And that disclaimer is also important. You mentioned a disclaimer, like stating the fact that, hey, I'm a, pro- I'm a product manager or I'm a mid-level manager. I've not really acted in capacity of a director or whatever role. Uh, it's also important so that the expectations are better managed. But one thing I think also would help is if you are going into another organization vying for a role or a level that you've not necessarily really, really acted in, because we all want to, we all try it, we all attempt it, you should probably come with a really strong industry experience, right? So if I'm within like security or gaming or something, you should probably come with a really good industry background so that that is your ticket into say, a good industry and also maybe a really strong understanding of product management processes, right? Because there's the general theory of product management, what is the ideal, right? But I don't know how it works in your organization, but I understand this industry to a T and I can I know what the ideal product management processes are on a higher level. In theory, give me an opportunity to exhibit it because I can like I'm, I can ace it in this industry. Uh, yeah, so I think that will so give true. you a leg up. And I definitely did not consider that when when I said that earlier. I think this idea of yeah, industry experience could definitely give you that opportunity to go to a lead role even if you didn't have experience because because you know your stuff um yeah. i probably have a bias against that because i i definitely am not a specialist in industry and uh i'm much more of a generalist product manager and um yeah but the, so i think it's definitely a route that you can take in terms of just moving up because you're you've got great experience working in a similar company and yeah and you know those just as industry knowledge can be learned uh, management skills can be learned and taught so um yeah yeah absolutely i think that is a really good point yeah hopefully your industry's uh, expertise should count for something and you know for that role 
Oh, okay. So this was really enlightening. Uh, <laughs> a couple of things that I didn't really think about before having this conversation that I'm like, mm, never really thought about that. <laughs> so yeah, now we have a bonus question that we usually ask everybody. And I'm sure you've been listening to the podcast episode. You've listened to one or two podcast, previous podcast episodes, so you may know what the question is. But we usually ask people, like, if you had, now you're in France, right? So for those that know where Chantal is in France right now, um, if you add a, should we do a million or a hundred thousand euros? Yes, let's do a hundred thousand euros. If you had a hundred thousand euros, Chantal, how would you spend it? Go. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure this is my most honest answer, but I think uh, you you know that the the thing I've been umming and eyeing about over the last um, uh, like yeah a few months is the idea of doing an MBA, and I think it's an interesting subject to bring here, right? Um, rather, I mean, yes. I will probably buy myself a house. But let's discard <laughs> that answer because the thing I'm I'm really unsure about at the moment is this idea of you know going for an MBA. And the role it would play in actually helping me, you know, progress in my career. And, you know, we've had discussions about this before. And, um, you know, because I do think it's something that would be really useful, especially when you get to a director level and the kind of, you know, the business knowledge that you acquire through that and the, um, you know, the networks that you gain through them. So, yeah, so I would definitely go with yeah, trying to get an expensive MBA from some kind of fancy university and being able to take some time out of work um, to do that. I think that, that will probably be my somewhat honest answer of what I would do. <laughs> oh, my God. You're so serious. I was thinking you were going to say, oh, I'm just going to like leave France right now and go back to the UK and buy a house or do something. Wow, that's okay. so insightful. I mean, so you do an MBA. It, mm. if, it, dep- it cool. depends how much, right? I, I'm not quite sure how much money I'm getting at this point, but in, in this dream scenario, but maybe you could do all of those things. But yeah, I think, uh, but I mean, I do think, you know, that's something that at the moment I'm dreaming about, I'm considering, but it's also quite a prohibitive cost, right? And um yeah, and it's related to our topic, so I thought, you know, it was it was a pretty good answer. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's, that's, that's nice. That's so cool. Oh, we, we've come to the end of the episode. And once again, I would like to say thank you to Chantal for gracing our stage and honoring our invitation to share our experience about uh, product leadership role and what it takes, what the challenges are and what we should look forward to if we're trying to do that. So I hope you had a nice time, Chantal, just like I did. This was really great. I I thought about what we were going to talk about before and I I just love the the thoughts that you you brought to this conversation and yeah, you opened my mind to the topic equally. So it was really great talking to you. You have a wealth of experience. For those that don't know, like Chantal is also really big on knowledge management. And that's not even something we even touched on today at all. She's really big on knowledge management and she has loads of experience with products management. So there's a lot that we could actually learn from you as time goes along. So I'm definitely going to um, <laughs> anytime, anytime. see that we have another episode with you. So thank you very much. <laughs>